how is it going? We got a special guest making his debut appearance on The Rant. It's our very own Johnson Andrews here at the end. Hello, uh, Johnson, for those of you who don't know, you may have actually, if you, if you worked with our team, you may have actually worked with Johnson. He's our uh, superstar underwriter. He runs our, our hub. And uh, he's here to give us some uh, insights on what we're seeing in the market. And of course, Mike K. Kazarian. That's me. I'm trying to think of something else. Some other no, that's good. To go. that's that's good. Good. Do you have any nicknames? Uh, what's the Kaz. Kaz? Kaz? I never heard that. That's, that's one. One. one of my best friends. Nickname is Kaz, actually. Kaz. Yeah. Mike I put Kaz. That, I put that on my golf ball. That's my... K-A-Z? K-A-Z. Yeah. So if you ever find one out there, I think make sure that's you return to Pro V1s only, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. John, so what about you? Do you have any weird nicknames? Or? Do you know what? No, I grew up... My name is kind of it's difficult to go with. It's kind of in a nickname in itself, I guess, for some people. But most people just Johnson go call me... It's call like two last names. Yeah, a lot of the time people would just go by my last name, first name. So especially growing up, they go Andrew Johnson. So is your dad's name John? No, see, that's where I came from, too. So my father's name is John. I'm his son. That's what I was saying. So from Johnson. John's yeah, son, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We, should, we should give a little shout-out to Johnson on his uh, current recent interview that he yeah, had. I was just about to say that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Johnson was featured. I, I don't remember the details of it or how it came up, but... Uh, yeah, so I was recently featured by TSN. Uh, previously, prior to joining Vine Group, I had a small career playing in major junior hockey in the OHL. And from there, I went to school at Brock University. So they just did a little featurette, basically talking to people that use the education package from the CHL to go on to working on things outside of the game of hockey. So what happened with the hockey career? Did you just decide that mortgage broking is so much more fun? Do you know what? I really do There's think that that's what happened. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like for me, for me, it was uh, my role when I was playing hockey. It was a little bit more of an enforcer, and I guess I got beat up a little bit too much for that to be the thing that I would go on to do. So, kind of still had a little bit of a brain to use. So I went to school and then found my way here, which I can't say. That and we're really grateful. Now you are an enforcer for the lenders. You're like, yeah. you need to that get is, this approved, or you need this rate. That so is perfect. It's yeah. a really good. It's a really good uh, segue. He doesn't beat them up though. He's, no, no, he's no, really like, verbally, verbally. He hurts them with his words. Yes. What's your gentle words? But, so, so welcome, yes. Awesome. So, so Johnson actually um, identified something that we haven't seen in many years. We saw, or he saw, a uh, 38-year amortization loan, which well, doesn't exist, by the way. Let's be clear. 38 years, three months was, three the, was, months. was the remaining amortization. So first of all, Crazy. it doesn't exist, but it did for this client. So I, we kind of want to just highlight what happened. Yeah, so basically what happened was a lender that the client was currently with, they have fixed payments for the duration of the loan, even if on it is on a variable term. So essentially what would occur there is that... There, so it is a variable rate mortgage. It is a variable rate mortgage, yes, but the payment is fixed. So what happens is as yeah. Prime would go up, your portion that you contribute towards your principal, if Prime would increase, would actually, the principal contribution would go down. And a lot more of your loan payment would then be towards the interest. So it just kind of goes from like almost 50-50 so, to an inverse. So, exactly. when you look, so when you look at that and go, okay, well, the Bank of Canada rate was at uh, 50 basis points in, Correct. I think, May of 2017. Mm -hmm. and now it's sitting at 1.75%. Yeah. So 1.25% rate increase. Exactly. And yet that every other lender, we won't mention the lender's name, obviously, but every other lender, when your rate goes up, or sorry, when the uh, prime rate goes up, they send you a letter home and say, hey, Mike, uh, you know, your prime rate's gone up, your mortgage payment will go up uh, effective immediately. This particular lender, it could be a, a pro and a con, depending on how you're looking at yes. it. Because I can see it as a pro for investors who are like, uh, my variable rate mortgage has not changed, even though the rate has been kind of going up, yep. because I'm just contributing more towards interest. But what happens is a situation where you have the amortization is now 30 to 38 
plus years mm -hmm. because, and the, the client didn't know, they were surprised. The, the clients from every understanding that we have after we followed up with them, they were unaware of this. So that's kind of a shock because they, they were making weekly payments. So aggressively, uh, trying, to aggressively trying to pay down the, pay down the loan to decrease their amortization. And they've been doing that for the better part of three years. And uh, with that taken into account, they really should have been at 27 years or less on their amortization. So due to the uh, rate increases, they've actually added about 11 years to so, our so, so when we when we looked at when we looked at it they were paying about almost a thousand dollars less per month like they should have increased, from the start of the they should have yeah. increased their payments by a thousand dollars they had no month. idea and, and, that's they, kind of, and they had no idea and that's that's one thing that is a little bit scary and why you know you should always be looking into or having contact with your broker to ensure that you are on top of your payments and that everything is exactly the way you expect what, what, them to be i'm just curious well, how did they react when you told them uh, I, the agent and I have a follow-up call with them coming up, so I'll be interested they to know, see. But they know about this already. The, the agent spoke with them, and then I have a follow-up follow call with and that's agent. kind of yeah. a good opportunity to educate them. But yeah, because it goes it always comes down to rate and yeah. features. People get so caught up on rate, they say, I saw this on the website, this was the best rate, why are you quoting them? Well, it's like, well, let's dig deeper. Here's the features you're getting, here's what you told me you'd like or you need. And the situation like this, where you've added like 11 years? Yeah, but the better part of 11 years, 11 years to, plus. To a mortgage? For yeah. an investor, they probably were like, yeah, that sucks, but at least my payments have been the same and I haven't had to mess up my cash flow. For them, the interest costs are actually probably not too But this was not an investment property. No, it was not. It's an owner-occupied resident. And it still exists, this product. Yeah. And this lender's solution yeah. is still and, and, out there. And if you were to compare that to somebody that had it just on their line of credit, like they're aware that as interest rates go up, yeah. they're just paying the interest only. It's just they interest don't care. Only. It's all about cash flow. Yeah. But for this client, they had no idea. And they were doing weekly payments purposely to try. So the, all their efforts in three years were pointless and they actually made their situation worse. Yeah. And the big thing too is say if they were looking to convert to a fixed rate segment, fixed rate now, the amortization then is matched so that you cannot increase your payments or anything like that. So there's now they now have 38 years into a fixed segment if they were looking to move it. It's a little wow. bit. So there you go. So 38 year amortization does still exist. So, so, <laughs> so, 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 so the point of this is if you have a variable rate mortgage, make sure you look at your payments, see if they're being adjusted based on, on the bank on the rate, increases. On the rate yeah. increases. And if they haven't, make sure you talk to your, to your broker or you're just paying more interest or mortgage specialist or whoever you're dealing with at your bank. Um, to yeah. see, see if those payments have been Well, adjusted. I think this came out of a conversation around switches. So there's been a lot of, so switches are different than, so switches will happen when your mortgage is up for maturity. Let's say your mortgage is up for maturity April 1st. You have two options. You can either wait till the end of the term, stay with your current lender and just negotiate whatever options they have, or you can kind of shop the market, which is what a broker is gonna allow you to do. And you can kind of go with a different lender. You just bring the existing balance and the amortization just goes right over to the new lender. So that's kind of the basic switch. The other option is a refinance where you've said, my house has gone up in value quite a bit. I've paid down my mortgage. I like to restructure everything, maybe take out more money, maybe set up a line of credit, maybe go back to 30 years. That's a refinance. So between the switches and the refinances, they're very different. And one challenge that we've noticed that has been in the media a lot or an argument is, I have a HELOC or collateral mortgage, which is a mortgage line of credit. And at the end of my term, I'm not able to switch that out because of how it's set up. I have to stay with my current lender, but that's not true. We know that we can switch out. Many lenders will switch out the whole collateral mortgage into a new mortgage and take care of the costs. A lot of our lenders are taking care of most of the costs to switch it, switch in the cost of the appraisal, the discharge, and even the legal fees. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. There's an incentive to move. So yeah. So rate. so if you have a HELOC with a financial institution and you don't feel like your renewal rate isn't that great, like or like, you're not using the HELOC and you don't, or care. you're not using it, but yeah. 
So I've found in many, in some circumstances where clients have had two or three mortgage segments. So one mortgage segment is coming due. Yeah. Right. So there's no penalty. You can switch that. But once I have the conversation and say, well, you have this other mortgage segment that's coming due in two years from now, doesn't make sense for us to switch. So we have to look at all the numbers yeah. and, and determine whether it does make sense or not. Right. Correct. Um, but yeah, and then we look at the switch fees or, or maybe, you know, I don't know whether you cover fees. Sometimes it, like you want to make sure your client is not out of pocket, obviously. To, Sometimes to it actually makes sense for them to, you don't need to wait till the end of the term. You can, uh, you might have, have had actually a lot of conversations recently with clients who have like several years left. But what happened was last year, you guys probably know this as well. Last year, the variable rate spread was actually pretty tiny. So the amount of discount you were getting on variable last year was actually not as much as it has been in other years and even kind of this year. So I went back to a lot of my variable rate clients and said, look, our variable rate discount was only prime less 10 or 15 or whatever. You might as well just, given all the rate drops we had on the fixed side, you might as well just go from a variable to a fixed term lock it in because the difference between a fixed term today and what you have now is like five, 10, 15 points. Essentially, when there's one more rate increase in the next three to four years, you're already worse off. So a lot of those clients, it's just part of our process, going back and saying, hey, just want to do a quick check-in. It's been a year. Want to make sure that everything is in line. And I've had some conversations where we identify that we can actually put them into a better solution without any cost. Because we, all we did is just told the existing lender, hey, flip this to a fixed term. So, so, they, so they pay the penalty, build it in the mortgage, but when you do the calculation... Well, no, no, there was actually no penalty in this case because they were going from variable to fixed. Yeah. So okay. that was a great way to yeah, yeah. revisit a portfolio that still had a few years left. But to your point, maybe the client um, has a really bad rate right now and wants to do some restructuring, has some debts, maybe a car loan or credit card or all kinds of different things they could have. And they're willing to break and incur the cost of the penalty to switch to new lender because maybe they're paying out some stuff that's 10% interest, 5% interest. So... You don't need to wait. I have a lot of clients that feel like they have to wait till the end of the term. They feel like that's their only option. But no, you can potentially pay a penalty. But as long as the math works, there's yeah. no reason why you can't switch earlier if it works in your favor. Exactly. And that's so, one thing that we typically do a lot for the agents and like our hub in terms of when we're looking at things is just projecting it over the course of the entirety of what they're currently sitting in versus what we can put them in. And then we can show them the savings. So basically, it might be an upfront cost for a long-term gain via over the duration of the loan. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the kind of analysis you should be getting. Like a mortgage these days, given how hard it is to get one, should be treated like an investment portfolio. You're analyzing it on a yearly basis. A lot of people get a mortgage, they forget about it for five years, but there's so much value that a mortgage could bring to your life in terms of how it manages your monthly cash flow, how you can consolidate debt, maybe save on interest. Like you should be looking at it on an annual basis to make sure you have the best solution. That, that's why I find it very interesting when clients or, or whoever come to me and say, uh, what's your best interest rate? Well, you know what? I need to know more about yeah. what your goals are. Like, like, what are we doing here? Because I don't want to just give you the best interest rate because that means nothing, right? Yeah, so, it, could just, it could just be, here's the best interest rate, but now you have no ability to, to make changes. You can't make prepayments. There's a higher penalty to get out of it. Or in some cases, you can't even get out of it unless you sell the property. Yeah. So you have to understand the fine print because on a regular basis, people say, I want to sell my home. I want to do this change which will trigger a penalty. And then they realize, oh, I didn't know it was $20,000 penalty. Yeah. So now I don't want to do anything. So. so what do you think the biggest misconception is on switching your mortgage from one lender to another that, that you found that, that people have... I think a lot of people sometimes, you know, the reality is this, like the, the clients are going to get super attractive rates from their existing lender, sometimes 
very well below the market of what's available. So some clients might say, you know what, I don't really want to switch because my, my lender, existing lender is already giving me a good rate. Um, I think it's really just coming down to what they really want out of a mortgage and what their goals are. Because if they're just focusing on rate, then you have a situation where they have a 30 year, 38 year plus amortization that obviously they're not going to be very happy about. So it's just a conversation around, hey, it's been five years since you had a conversation on your mortgage. You probably have, maybe have a few kids. Maybe your kids are older. Maybe you don't have kids and your, 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 your partner is going to university. Like your life has changed in five years. So what do you need from your mortgage? Like what do your payments need to look like? Do we need to refinance and then tweak these payments? Are you maybe, you know, refinances? I have tons of clients who want to consolidate debt because they've incurred all these costs over life over their time, maybe we need to refinance it. So rate becomes a little bit less important. Hey, I'm happy to give someone the best rate. I don't, I don't care, it's fine. In fact, some of the lenders who give us those super, super low, dirty, low rates are uh, the ones who also pay us the most as brokers. So, you know, we're not advising clients to shift away from the lowest rate as a selfless reason. Sometimes it's just because it's really a bad product. It doesn't make sense. We want to take a holistic view on everything so that you can go back three years or five years and say, hey, Mike, you gave me some really good advice. I was actually really able to use the solution you gave me versus that Mike gave me this 38-year amortization mortgage, didn't tell me about all this stuff. Yeah. That's horrible. I don't want that to be you know, a conversation. I want to make sure that we did the best thing for, for every client. So um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else that I can think of on the switch side. Just having a proper conversation, knowing what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think the one thing that we've noticed on switches too is that there is some rate um, incentives based on the LTV of the home that you have, that's a, that's the loan to point. value based on the yeah. mortgage amount versus what your home is worth. So if you're actually just doing a straight switch and you're moving the balance over, based on the value of your home, if the loan to value is lower, sometimes you will get a better uh, rate like available to you versus 65, a refi. I think 65 is kind of on the low end. So yes. if your house is worth, let's say, a million dollars today, and your loan amount is under 65% of that or under 650,000, you can unlock below market pricing because you fall into a different bucket, an insurable bucket. And, and then that would just be on a straight switch where you're just moving the balance and you're keeping the same mortgage term. So you're not accessing any costs, new funds. If any are absorbed by the lender, Yes. pretty seamless process. So, so, so what if a client has lived in their home for like 16 years, it's valued at $1.3 million and they have a $500,000 mortgage mm -hmm. renewing, but like how do how are lenders going to look at that in terms of insurable versus non-insurable? Well, they would be. It, it could still be insured. It, it it would just be grandfathered. So I think the rule is as long as you haven't purchased a one point two million dollar property after those rule changes, you can qualify under those old old buckets. And those rule changes were in two thousand and sixteen. Would be right? no, as of November first, two thousand sixteen. November. Yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, if, if so, as of right now, people that had those initial mortgages that had their more prior to November of 2016, they would still be under the insured or insurable side. Because the key thing is you're switching, you're not refinancing. Yeah. So you're basically taking something that existed then, whatever balance, and you're just switching it to different lenders. You're not changing the, the um, amortization, you're just changing the Yeah, rate. but if the client wanted a 30-year amortization, then, then they it's a refinance, refinance and they yeah. qualify with whatever yes. pricing looks like then, yeah. So definitely have a proper chat. Um, you know, and I, as I mentioned before, the bond market yields have been trending downward. So if you don't need to, uh, lock into a, uh, a renewal today, uh, you know, you might expect a couple more rate drops on the fixed side going into the next couple weeks, given the way the market is right now. So have a chat, take some time, see what's out there. The spring market, which is kind of as the warm weather gets better, people are more willing to shop for housing. The banks are more willing to offer some promos after February, RSP season. 
the banks will shift their focus more towards lending. So you'll see, I think, a lot more promo rates. And we've seen a couple rate drops and promos already come out. So yeah, I, I think the rate wars are already started. Yeah, yeah. So came out with some pretty aggressive pricing uh, recently. So I think we'll see a lot more drops on the fixed side. So if you have a couple months to sit, sit on it. You know, wait it up, have a couple of conversations and figure out what the best strategy is before you commit to it. Because you don't want to be, the worst thing is when you get a mortgage and then a few weeks later, you just, the rates all drop all over again. It's like when you go shopping and you buy yeah. something and then it's on sale you a go week back later. And yeah. It's like half price. Like yeah. You're wearing the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like well, you can't time the market, but I think for us, yeah. uh, you know, we generally get rate notifications from lenders. We have a good sense. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, pr pr usually 24 to 48 hours before. So we contact clients or make sure that the, the rate, if you know, if they're closing on a mortgage that we get a rate drop because not all lenders are going to do the rate drop. So well, at uh, least until the time of close, we can, we, we definitely make sure that we're giving the person the best rate, but after closing, you yeah. know, it is what it is. I can't control anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't time the market. Yeah. But uh, anything else you want to throw into the mix? Anything, um, uh, I think that was it. We should save that for next week's. Yeah. The only other one that I could think of in terms of switches that is kind of enticing right now is you can still get, there's some lenders that are offering insurable rates, but then still adding a second charge line of credit. So it's almost like you are refinancing, but you're keeping your existing terms. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Cause you're yeah. not just taking the mortgage as is and having being forced to leave everything as is, you're now able to add another component, which yeah. would normally have required you to take a slightly higher rate, and different rate. rules, and yeah, exactly. yeah, so that's a really good point too. So, and did we talk about switch fees? Did we already kind of we kind of yeah, yeah basically, that, but, but but your appraisal in most cases appraisal legals are all, all legals basically covered and, and discharge fee, right? Most lenders will cover that yeah. too. And then some lenders now, if you if there is a penalty, they'll allow you to roll that back into the mortgage as almost a top up, up to almost Couple three thousand dollars. Yeah. So then that way, if you do incur any of the fees, it's not almost an upfront cost. It can be added back onto the mortgage and amortized out over the course of the term of your loan. There's some interesting stuff out there. Some good rates. Yeah. So I really think people need to start looking at their mortgage like on an annual basis if they're not already doing that. Um, yeah, just treat just, it like a review. Just, just treat it like a review, we yeah. connect with our clients on a regular basis to try and give them that insight. And sometimes they're just like, hey, thanks for calling Mike, I'm good. And you know, other times they're like, hey, you know, you call me at a good time. I actually didn't know I could do all that. And yeah. let's, let's get the ball rolling. So just a basic check-in. You know, we're treating it like it's the biggest asset you own very likely for most people. So let's treat, make sure that the financing on it, if there is financing still, is the best you're going to be able to get for your situation. So. And if it doesn't make sense for you to switch the mortgage, we're going to tell you. Let's leave right? it Yeah. You're better off staying where you're yeah. at. Um, but if it makes sense, then, then uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Johnson, thanks for coming out. And no making, problem. Uh, Thank you for having you're me. You're always welcome back. And Mike. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I think we're good. I think that was pretty good. Switches, 38-year amortizations. That'll be the tag we put on this uh, the video. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Thank you. Thank you.